There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi guys, this is Claire Kramer, aka the Great Glorificus, and you are listening to the Buffy Back Issue Bed. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue, been the show where we go through all of the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And we are here to do our very final Angel issue. That's kind of Story sad. podcast thing. What a good, concise intro. Good job. Yeah. Uh, what we're doing for the month of August is kind of wrapping things up by doing one wrap-up story from Angel and one from Buffy. So chronologically, even though that's the whole intro bit, this one is a bit out. Yes. But it's still counted as canon. Yep. It's, in fact, the last little thing that IDW did. Yeah, this is their very final book they published. We're going to be reading from Angel Yearbook. Which was all these little stories that IDW put together to kind of say goodbye to Angel. It had stuff not just from the After the Fall days, but people who did stuff before things were canon or weren't canon or it's all over the place. But, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah, Spike miniseries stuff, that kind of everything. Mm. But before we do that, I thought I'd tell a quick old anecdote. Do I know this one? I mean, yeah. Do I know all your anecdotes at this point? Probably. This is a newer one. Oh, fun. So a few months ago when we were doing our interview with Chris Royal. Um, I cut a little bit from the podcast and I asked like, hey, you know, both of the house and the store, like I love collecting comic art. The stuff that I like getting the most is, you know, books that mean something to me. And since Franco Uru's passing, I can't find any of his stuff online. Like you're the only guy I've ever seen with any of it. Like, do you know a place where I could get some? Which I checked with you after and I'm like, that wasn't me like asking for something. You're like, no, I'm like, great. Good. Because <laughs> that's not how I wanted it to come across. He's like, yeah, shoot me an email. I'll see if I can find you something. This is a good anecdote, by the way. So... <laughs> Thank you. No, it is. I so just want to let the readers and the listeners know. So he actually ended up sending me a couple of emails afterwards. It's like, hey, I tried this avenue. Nothing came up. Like, I tried this one. Nothing came up. I don't know this guy. Like, there's no reason for him to go out of his way to try and do this kind of stuff. He was very kind when we talked to him. Yeah. I mean, yep. I mean you guys heard, but he was very kind. So after a little while, he shoots me an email. He's like, hey, you know, no luck finding anything. But, you know, I'll be sending something your way. And I told you that. And immediately you go, you know, he's not going to send you any art, right? Because I know you. And I know that you just get very excited about comic art. So I wanted to lower your expectations. I'm like, oh, I know, I know. You didn't know. I actually, no, I no, I did not think that was what it was going to be. I, I just thought it was going to be like, you know, maybe here's like an old promo poster from back when we were doing this kind of deal. Yeah, or a signed or, issue. Or like or... a press thing or something. Yeah, something along those lines. A little bit of time goes by and one day UPS comes in and they come in on the normal day when I get my shipments. And there's this other package in there and this kind of reinforces my like, oh, I bet this is, you know, a promo poster. It's about that size. Yep. And I opened it up and it was a page from Spike Asylum. An original page. Yeah. An Uru page. And I'm so glad no one was in the store at the time. Like on Twitter, I put up a thing, which hopefully Red is like polite and grateful. But in person, I just went, are you shitting me? And then you immediately called me because I was still at school. It's like, I got stuck. But it was after school, I think. Oh my God, I was in shock. You kept stammering when you were talking to uh, me. It was even on top of that. So not only does he send a page, he also sends a handwritten note to us. I know, it was so kind. Which, you know, we have saved. Like I actually, I stuck it in the Spike Asylum book that we have. So Oh, that's good. That's good I, I wondered if you stuck it on the back of the back of the art. Like, no, what's even crazier you know what I mean? is on the back of the art, Franco had signed it. Yep. So there's even that on top of it. Like it's insane. It was this insanely kind gesture. And he was just like, I know it's going to a good home. Yeah, super nice. Thanks so, that, so much for talking to me, which yeah. he did us the favor, <laughs> but thanks. You're welcome, I guess. No, that, yeah, I I was shocked. What was my favorite part of the note is like he wrote a little thing. He's like, this is from Spike Asylum. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> 
But what was even better about the note, and I went back and I checked our coverage of it, is um, the page that I have is Spike is fighting the vampire with so, and I said at the time, I wonder if that's off Tommy was so, the guy that did the Ruby. You're like, the what? Like, Don't worry about it. Then we watched the whole movie, the new movie about it, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway. But then in the note, he's like, hey, just in case you were wondering, this was so is named after that was so. I'm like, ha ha, validation. So pretty much it was the best free thing of your life ever. I mean, our wedding was pretty nice. Yeah. That was fun, too. This is up there. Okay, good. (laughs) Just checking. But yeah, it's hanging in our bedroom now. So And it is going to live there Thank you again. Yeah, so that that was just, you know, this is going to be a shorter episode, so I thought it'd be fun to start with one more little after the fall anecdote. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to that interview with Chris Rael, go back and do it, because he was really awesome and very kind, and I would say that even if he hadn't sent us art. Yeah, what was even funnier is um before you even knew that he wrote a note to us, you went, what's the return address? We need to write him a handwritten note. But there wasn't anything on the package. I didn't want to send him an email, but like, please give me your personal address. Right. So we didn't actually get to do that. So I just did the Twitter thing instead. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> just... I'll still write him a handwritten note and you should tweet it, tweet a picture of it at him and be like, we'd like to send this to you, but we don't want to be creepy. So yeah, no. So I mean, a big thank you to that. that. It was such a cool thing to get and, you know, a fun thing to come out of the show. Aside from the hours of time we've spent together doing a thing yay marriage yay you sounded less excited well (laughs) i am grateful because you waited until i got over my jet lag a little bit before doing this (laughs) yeah now that you're back yay but going into our final story the reason we count this as canon as we do with everything uh brian lynch wrote it franco uru did the art and it was edited by chris royale so there you go checks a lot of boxes for me it's pretty short yeah as all these are and this will be i guess we're doing two of them but this is kind of the only one that we're going to count as canon which you know it's fine the other ones aren't bad either this is just for the flow of our show that rhymed so for this final issue we have a story titled called this one time so we start out with spike and angel talking as we do and then cut immediately to a line of people running oh it's your favorite thing ever Uh, i love it and it's all of your people yeah it's everyone it's everyone that survived angel spike connor beta george gun illyria so this is our final beta george story oh i love beta george yeah oh by the way we should mention this um if you're going to be counting this for canon i would place it uh right before the spike miniseries okay after uh, before those eight issues because then spike goes off and finds the bugs true yes good point and this is all the people post after the fall, so hey. Yes, so it fits in nicely there. So... And post Lauren. Angel and Spike are talking, and Spike is asking how the world is ending now. Yeah, and then we don't get my favorite thing, but I'm going to forgive it a lot. So they're all running into battle, and they're like, what are we doing here anyway? And Angel's like, well, we're really here because I'm like, what? A, why are we flashing back literally in page two? But on the other hand, that means that we get to open with the giant epic run, so I'll forgive it. <laughs> wow. It's how you hook me. You a line of people are running. funny because I was like, oh, that's a framing device. And for you, you were like, I have opinions about this framing device, but they won me back because it's a line of people running. Whereas I just battle. let them be a framing device. Anyway, and, uh, so it's only there for the visual. Narratively, yeah, it's questionable. So we find out that earlier Spike and Angel had taken a call from this woman who was terrified because all of these changes had been happening to her, but her memory would change to match. Her name is Michaela. Her name is Michaela. Her memory would change to match whatever her new form was. So she imagined that she was, or she was 300 pounds all of a sudden, and then she was eight years old, and then she was living with her mother who was, who'd been dead for three years. This isn't desires that are happening to her. They're just things that are popping in and she doesn't 
doesn't know why. So alternate realities are taking over. Yes. Except and... one of them keeps sticking and wants to stay. Yes. It's the evil leather clad version of her. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But yes. <laughs> um, and so she's like, now that you know, you have to help me. And they're like, why? She's like, because once I tell you, it happens to you too. So immediately they turn into the puppet versions of themselves, of which is charming. Of course we get Puppet Angel one more time. And Puppet Spike. Yeah. Did they ever make them as actual puppets? Yes, both of them. I'm so glad. Did you ever buy them? No. Why? Because that would be weird and creepy. Oh my gosh, you have so many other weird and creepy memorabilia in this house. How? Where? The reverse statue. Okay. <laughs> the one where River is standing on a pile of dead bodies. I suppose. And then we flash to a couple other alternate realities. All of this phone call is going on. They're just flipping in and out of realities. We go to one where Spike's a werewolf and Angel is, I think, maybe supposed to be the kind of demon that Doyle was. I couldn't tell because it also kind of looked like he was a straw man. And so I didn't know if it was Wizard of Oz. No, no. The Cowardly Lion and the straw in the in the scarecrow and then they go to one where they're babies including Illyria so imagine Muppet babies but with Angel and Spike and Illyria and Illyria walks in holding an elephant and she goes look what I found at the zoo <laughs> but she doesn't know that she's in an alternate reality yet so she just stole an elephant <laughs> yeah so they all go running up to this castle and now that Gunn and Connor and Illyria know about the alternate reality things they're gonna be affected by it as well so Angel's like run fast they kick in a door where there are other demons waiting who also want this power and Gunn tells everyone to go ahead and he's gonna stay behind because all of a sudden gun is illyria but illyria that looks like gun not illyria that looks like fred it's so it's so jarring it is jarring because they kept illyria's same suit like like you don't you realize that it's a femininely cut suit but you don't realize it quite as much until you put it on top of gun and you realize that the he still has a lovely swoop neck yes he has he's really flared pants yes i really enjoy the flared bell-bottom situation happening anyway he looks super goofy (laughs) it's the short answer and we see in Illyria's memories that Charles Gunn went to stop the sarcophagus from getting into Wolfram and Hart so Illyria had to take him over instead and he slash Illyria whatever Illyria's gender is always vague is saved by Fred with a giant gun yes and so Fred in this case is fine Illyria is gun it's super weird and Illyria says or i'm sorry i'm so used to seeing fred as Illyria. and fred says to Illyria slash gun i'm gonna be fine i've got you to protect me which is about the saddest thing gun could hear because then reality switches back yeah it's he's not thrilled these are not kind realities no and, and they're not <laughs> desires quite either it's just and he just starts what could yelling have happened to bring her back and he's just killing all of the demons meanwhile everyone else is making their way up the stairs and we break into a brand new reality one where connor is the age that connor would be if holtz didn't steal him and he's being protected by beta george which i love that he's his babysitter (laughs) and beta george is hiding them from everybody else's view which is also super sweet and he said that after angel was able to save connor from going to Kortoth that he just became reclusive and built up all of these walls, both figuratively and literally, and drove everyone away. Cordelia is alive, Fred is alive, but they're just not there. And then, because Angel wasn't focusing on Wolfram and Hart, they ended up taking over. Yes, and And literally Los Angeles is burning. Yeah. And they also have a tank in this reality. And so they're going to go hide in the tank, and right as they get to the tank, the reality switches and the tank disappears. And everybody's really upset about the lack of a tank. And then we see Illyria questioning. She's like, I wonder if Gunn would have been a better host. And like, stop killing our friends. Great question, though. And yet another reality switch, because, hey, it's got to, they all have to be sad. Yes. 
It's an angel book. So this time... Illyria is back in her original form. But Wesley shows up. Because Wes is alive. Yes. Uh, and she says that if not for Illyria, that he would have died because she killed Vale this time. She wasn't too late. And they went to the alley, including Wes. They get that like iconic shot of what's well, now five of them in the alley. And Illyria turns into her main self, pr- protects only Wesley, and everyone else dies. Yeah. Another happy reality. And then she asks Wes if he wants her to turn into Fred's body. And what can she do to make it up to him? And he starts to tell her stories of Fred. And he's like, you can't make it up to me until you know what you've taken. And then, you know, that reality ends and Illyria starts killing demons, much like Gunda. She's like, enough of this. She quite literally rips one in half. Yeah. Which Spike can't quite get over. So she tells Angel and Spike to go ahead and she'll finish off these demons that have apparently gotten by gun. And the two of them enter a room to find Michaela. But it's not Michaela, normal Michaela. It's alternate reality Michaela who wears leather and who's not a librarian. (laughs) No. And she beats the hell out of the two of them. What I like about her for as short as this story is, she goes, look, I get it. You guys usually win your fight. So how about I just cut a deal with you? (laughs) So her deal was that she was part of an alternate reality and she became unwelcome in her own reality. So she had the ability to switch. So she jumped somewhere else. And she said that if Angel and Spike let her go and let her stay, then she'll make a world where Angel never left Sunnydale and him and Buffy get to be together. But if that happens... Cordelia dies. Gunn dies fighting with his gang. Wesley continues as a rogue demon hunter but gets to live. And Buffy and Angel kick Spike out of Sunnydale. And he goes to Wolfram and Hart where he, you know, fights them and eventually dresses in all white when he beats them down. And he becomes the the new champion of LA. And I really like that Spike called out the all white ensemble in his... (laughs) He's like, that is dumb. In his review of this alternate reality. And they immediately turn her down because... This is the life they fought for. Yeah. And you can't you can't say what if. You can't bring Wes back but kill off Cordy. You can't switch one for the other. And then she's like, well, I guess you guys are going to beat me up. So I guess I'm, I'm leaving. See you later. I know. That was the only part about this issue that I didn't... I liked her. I liked that she was just like, eh, I'm not going to win. Whatever. Well, what she actually says is usually win, don't you? Until you don't. And then she leaves. Very ominous. And we're just about into our very final battle with the two of them. Do you think she's coming back? No. No, no, no. Not in a million years. But it's just very foreboding to be reading this right now and we're like two months away from Buffy ending with Angel and Spike fighting. It is very foreboding, but I think that's why I didn't love it because... It's foreboding without any real threat of her coming back. Anyway, it was fine. It just wasn't my favorite. I liked that it got turned on its head that they were like, we're going to fight you. And she's like, no, you aren't. Bye. (laughs) But I just didn't love her parting words. And then they leave because they've won. And Beta George being basically Brian Lynch, who still definitely has a chip on his shoulder about people yelling at him on the internet about what's canon, just says, "Um, I don't think we should be, be so down, really. Those realities aren't canon. They don't count so harsh but we'll see another little a little bitter twinge later on too so so we'll get there which is so annoying because i know what happened at the time but reading these books i think it's so insanely stupid to be yelling about what was canon why weren't people a happy that they were getting more stories and b getting stories of this caliber and also, shut up 10 years ago the internet here's the other thing is that if you're not the creator you don't get to say what's canon or not you cannot like something 
that's okay. You can no, you can absolutely say what's canon or not to you. It doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's what I mean to say. Official canon, you have no control over. You have every control over what you read or watch. I don't watch finales because I don't like them. So <laughs> you know, you don't see a story end. No, I don't want them to end, and so I don't watch them. Um, my only, that, I mean, that's a, it's not really a gripe. It's just I always feel bad when I read that kind of stuff because you know that that people were annoying him. I know. There were also positive fans, clearly, but there was like, that negative minority is always a pain in the ass. That made me sad. How Michaela Leaves doesn't really bother me that much. It's just like a minor. No. Um, no, my only thing is I kind of wish this last page was a little bit different because it's not, doesn't really end it. And for what's going to be our end of the IDW stuff, it's I wish there was just one extra beat. I don't know what I want that beat to be, but I feel like it's missing a beat. Uh, Gun and Connor. You want them all to stand in a line. Yes. In the rain. Gun and Connor leave to go get drunk. Illyria says that she didn't like today. Uh, actually, now that I'm looking at this, this is a little bit of a shot, isn't it? I guess, hey, let's, yeah. Ooh, you can be Illyria. I can do the voice effect again. I haven't done that in a while. Sounds great. I don't like today. Spike says, all we got, Blue. So where do we go now? Spike finishes all the IDW stuff with up to Angel. Usually is. Um, can't believe I didn't pick up on that until now. Because they're going over to Dark Horse. So everyone can be under one roof again. Can't believe I didn't get that. Never mind. I'm fine with this last page now. I'm an idiot. Oh, you just mean that because they're all part of Angel's characters that they're all getting sucked over there whether they want to or not? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Although I, I liked the last beat. So it never really bothered me. No, I the same way that it well, now used I under- to bother you. I understand it now because I'm dumb. Takes me a little while. Fourteen years. This hasn't been out for fourteen years. Eleven years. This has been out for a couple. Seven years. And I guess before we talk about this, let's do one last thing. The very final thing to close out this book is Chris Royale himself. He goes in, actually stepping into the comic, and we get to see him speaking to the audience, and he's mostly walking in front of covers, explaining different parts of the history. And the art is also done by Franco Uru and uh, David Messina, who did a lot of early stuff for IDW and did a little bit of stuff during After the Fall. But since I'm bad at reading out loud, I am going to pass it off. A blessing and the curse. Hi, my name's Chris Rael. Thanks for reading our final angel. Hope you've enjoyed these final tales, all by creators who have been important parts of our half-decade stewardship of the property. But I don't come here today to bury Angel. Instead, I'm here to say thanks. Walk with me, if you will. I joined IDW as their editor-in-chief in in mid-2004, and the first series I worked on was our debut Angel miniseries, The Curse. The series was written and the license procured by outgoing EIC, Jeff Marriott, with art by a talented newcomer from Italy, David Messina. David has been a mainstay at IDW, and a hugely important part of our angel work. He drew many angel series for us, including this first effort by Scott Tipton. Scott then contributed a couple Spike one-shots and other angel books, following the Spike lead of Peter David, who I was tickled to have join us here. Peter also gave Spike his last name and paired Spike against Dracula, both of which made me happy to do. It was fun to bring back the angel puppet in masks, our Halloween-themed one-shots. From there, we were able to give some special attention to characters who hadn't previously seen much comic book action, like Illyria and Doyle. Ah, poor Doyle. All along the way, loyal and vocal, oh so vocal, fans stuck with us, influenced our decisions, kept us on our game, and really became part of the Angel team. For that, fans of all stripes and passions, I thank you. The feedback, support, and interaction has been immeasurably appreciated. I'm going to miss this part a lot. I have many sources of pride over these comics, but one of the greatest is bringing Brian Lynch and Franco Uru together to work on Spike Asylum. Little did I know that their work here and on a subsequent series would transform the entire Angel experience the way it did. Enter Joss Whedon. Happily, Joss liked Brian's work as much as I did, which led him to the decision to tell Angel Season 6 
Angel After the Fall with Brian and Franco. Which is funny because they'll rename that in later printings. Wonder if anyone else remembers Gunn's eye patch from the early, maybe this story happened right after the alley fight days. I do. Of course you do. After the Fall was a pure joy. It set the direction for everything that was to come in our with our Angel comic. That led to a fun two-parter with Juliet Landau and Brian. And I also got to work with another former cast member, Mark Grew-Lutz, and creator John Byrne to give well-missed Andy Hallett's character, Lorne, a fitting goodbye. These are the moments that made this more than another comic license for me, and hopefully for the fans too. Brian, Bill Willingham, and the Tishman Herner team closed out our run. Mariah deserves extra acclaim for serving as the editor slash architect of the final year of our Angel project. And it just felt right to end Spike's run with one final Lynch Uru book. Extra grazi to Franco and David Messina for making me look good on this two-pager. Which brings us to where we are, the end. But not before one last note of thanks to everyone who contributed to our Angel comic. Every contribution was appreciated. Now, onward to other things. Best of luck to these characters. May they survive their season 9 experience. But now, let's fly, Cordy. Where to? I say we head north. Because personally, I kind of want to slay the dark horse. He's on the dragon for that. Yeah. Um, so that last note, um, fun joke, also a little bitter. Yes. It's interesting reading that after talking to Chris Rael, because clearly that is his direct words put on a page. And interestingly enough, it's been quite a while-ish since this has passed. Yeah, this came out in 2011. Okay, so it's been seven years. Oh, I was right the last time when I said it's been seven years. Oh. So anyway, uh, so it's been seven years since this comic license passed. And it was really interesting to talk to Chris Rael about it because clearly he still feels very passionately about Angel and about the switch from IDW to Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah, I don't see really any of his feelings changing from what he said in here versus to what he said in us. Although I do notice one little fib in there. But if you listen to our episode, you'll figure out what it is. But I, I really, liked the tone of all of that how appreciative it was and how kind and thankful once again calling out the vocal fans yeah but but you have to well, no. right because you can't what's you funny, can't ignore that what's funny because i mean we put so much out now like literally covering everything at the time i i'm not an online fan person did so you, I, did I, you used to go on the message boards did you ever see this stuff no i would see things that were posted like oh there's going to be like a live q a so maybe something like that so you didn't you never looked at what other fans were thinking as much as you were just looking for information from the actual creators that makes yeah. sense and there was i mean i wrote a couple of my own reviews uh, for a website i was doing work for at the time uh I also didn't say anything negative about them because it was after the fall book. So amazingly enough, I kind of blew them up. You were like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, essentially. Love Zach. <laughs> but no, I, I didn't. I saw Brian speak on it, but I never saw any of it directly because that's, that's not my thing. No, that's fine. I mean, if you see my Twitter, like I never call anything out for being bad. That's just not. Even if, you know, the internet is technically like anonymous and whatnot, that's not the face I want to put out. Do you know what I love the most about this whole thing? The first page, we don't talk about Joss Whedon until the second page of this two-pager. And I love the fact that Chris Rael is like, no, we, we took care of this. It was our stewardship of this property. Yeah. Not that they weren't grateful to have Joss come along and, and give his stamp of approval and all that. But, but I like that Chris is saying, no, no, we have good people on this. And I trusted my people. And I'm, I'm glad that we got to tell the stories we did. I mean, looking back, I've said it a million times. And now that we're just about done with 
with everything. I look back on the IDW stuff still with the most reverence. That's still my favorite stuff, the After the Fall stuff. I think I've said it before, probably very close to these words. Like, it's not, for me, it's not just like, oh, it's a good licensed comic, or it's a good, like, Buffy story, a good Angel story. No, this is just one of the best damn stories that I personally love. I love After the Fall very much. Hence the Franco Uru question, hence the page from Spike Asylum. <laughs> and just the loud cursing in my own store. Cursing of Glee. It wasn't a bad curse. I wasn't like, this is it. Oh, no, no, it was no, not. No, you would never say that. <laughs> no, oh my God. I Elation. Yes, you were giddy. <laughs> but anyway, so. Yeah, I don't know. I th- we've talked about After the Fall so many times. And I've clearly tried to squeeze it in as many times as I can conversationally. And I, I really like After the Fall because it's good. But I like it as much because it saves a place for the IDW Angel Comics. It's so good that IDW is not going to be forgotten as a steward of the Angel property. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The story does not begin with season nine. It's not going to just kind of skip straight over. It's it's nice that way. No, it's such solid stuff. The stuff that we did. So there you go. So yeah, great stuff. It was nice that they got to put out this little extra book to kind of... Kind of wrap it up. Yeah. You know what I really liked about this little extra book? It was not intended to tie up every loose end that they ever created. It was just... Here's a little story. Time to say goodbye. Thanks for reading. And so it's time for us to say goodbye as well. Just for right now. Well, yeah. I mean, we got a few more of these podcasts left, but we're getting close. And not forever because, you know. You're going to go all glassy eyed. I am not. Yes, you are. No, because I'm. Last time you read, the first time you read that last Buffy issue. I hope no one's around. (laughs) 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 But yeah, we will be back uh, for our last pre-season 12 Buffy story next time. And we're also doing Patreon exclusive reviews of season 12 right now that are coming out the same week the issues are coming out. Mostly. I got mine out. I wasn't here. (laughs) I didn't have access to it. Uh, But beyond that, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, If you want to get that show a week early, you can get it over on patreon.com slash editors note comics, minimum of a dollar a month or more if you feel so inclined, along with my other show, the editors note comics podcast that will come out a whole day early. You can be a duke of that podcast we don't have dukes of the podcast i think we do they i don't know if they know that they got their name shouted out on the other one. Oh, thanks guys because i can't tell who's a fan of what by you know because the patreon's all under one roof yes and you know everything else is over on the website editorsnotecomics.com facebook instagram twitter if you want to reach out to us uh, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com and i guess that'll do it we'll be back in two weeks for buffy see you then bye